Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. Guys, I'm really excited today uh, to bring you this guest. She is a fantastic lady, someone I met through the Apex Network. She's a fitness coach and she is the CEO of One Habit as well. Welcome, Brittany Zell. Brittany, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm very excited to be with you today. Wonderful. So, man, first off, before we get into this, um, I finally got to meet you up in Dallas a few weeks ago. How was the Million Dollar Mastermind Conference for you? Did you get a lot out of that? Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I think something that uh, has been really, really critical in my journey is having a group of people that are all on some of the same type of journey, right? The pursuing of becoming the the most elite version of yourself, um, facing adversity for huge parts of their life, coming from an area where they don't really ever feel like they've ever belonged anywhere. Um, And then on top of that, over these past couple of Mm -hmm. years, I've just spent my time intentionally loving people and caring for them. And uh, whether they were my client or not, (laughs) right? Like just being like, yo, uh, I'll get their phone number and then just send like a random text message. And, um, and, and really uh, to be able to have the privilege to see them in person, um, take them to dinners, uh, love them in person. It's just a totally different experience for my heart and soul. And I was really honored to be able to do that. It's a great deal for my life and for them, hopefully, too. It's one of the best feelings ever. You know, um, people call it a cult. And I, I'm like, well, maybe it's a cult of positivity. <laughs> but I love it. It's- a, a cult <laughs> that is generating momentum that's going to change lives, like changing more lives. Changing more lives is the whole point of it. So it's like, yo best best fucking cult ever let's go best cult yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes just don't go to jonestown so tell us man tell us a little bit about Brittany because you know this this podcast is all about your history and about some adversity you may have faced tell us how you got started because i just know you as a bouncy bright like powerful energetic character that's all over uh my news feed so tell us a little bit about how you got started and where Brittany came from um how far back would you like me to go like my childhood you want to talk a little bit about my childhood Absolutely. Wherever you want to, wherever you want to go. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I'm from a small town. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm picturing like <laughs> picturing white picket fence, West, West Chesterton Fieldville, uh, walking down to the store to get a Dr. Pepper. Oh, uh, oh my God. Oh man. You're going to have to let me get my laughter under control. Everybody you got to understand if I laugh, man, it's like, it's going to get, it's going to get out of control. All right. So, um, in a fantastic way though, right. Because it's just this energy that I just want to transfer mm-hmm. to people. Um, but so basically growing up, um, uh, small town. Uh, I, I, um, my first word was cow, right? Like maybe that doesn't resonate with anybody, but like, if you come from the country, man, where like the cattle are being grown and Mm -hmm. you know, there's just this, um, everybody kind of like knows everybody. I'm not really sure if that's great or because <laughs> as I grew things changed I was like yo you know me I really wish you didn't know me right now okay but um <laughs> or maybe you wish you don't know me I don't know which is which but either way guys like um I'm the oldest of four brothers uh three brothers I have four of us all together um uh but mm-hmm. but my my dad and my mom married when they were super young um they did divorce when I was also super young 
And then both my parents got remarried and they both had uh, three more kids. And so altogether, I do have five brothers and a sister, but um, I am the oldest and um, I am the alpha out of everybody. Uh, (laughs) And, um, you know, I think uh, there's a gap, right? So it's like eight years between myself and then my oldest of both sides of, of the brothers just about yeah so uh so for a huge part of growing up i think um once they came along in ways i was just on my own mission from that age right like my mom did what she had for me like what my and my my dad both my stepdad right it's a whole long story there but i had a great life Mm -hmm. growing up um they gave me everything that i wanted uh (laughs) but (laughs) but really um having that eight year gap just put me in a different level in my life. Even at that age, I think, uh, uh, really just kind of going to the beat of my own drum. Um, uh, I never, I don't think I crawled. I don't think I walked. I think I went from being birthed to running. Um, We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to check that with your mom. Um, yeah. Can I? Get, can we get? Can we get factual confirmation of this? Um, I'm gonna have to get a source of that. Brittany came out running. Um, but but yeah. So so let's stop there for a minute. So being the oldest, um, I have all these siblings. Uh, they're all in diapers, and at that time, um, I can just remember just going to the beat of my own drum. Even then, and um, my my grandpa, my mom's. Uh, dad and mom were huge pillars of my life, continued to be huge pillars of mm-hmm. my life for their entire existence. Um, and I spent a lot of time with both of them. Um, while my mom, you know, raised these boys and, you know, my stepdad worked and my dad worked and, you know, kind of. Right. Yeah. Right. So it was at that age, I think, when I really kind of just decided I was going to go my own path. I was about eight. So you got that kind of. You got that natural drive already built in as an eight-year-old. Yeah, I think so. Because people would they'd be like, yo, like, Brittany, you know, I would always get injured. I was getting injured all the time, crashing on my little four-wheeler. Uh, I'd fall over. I swear to God, the walls jump out of me. I would bash my head all the time, like, getting hurt constantly. And it was <laughs> like, you could tell me to stop. But the only way that I would listen was just by pure learning. <laughs> like, I had to learn. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of how we do it. You 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 put your finger in the flame, you figure out it's hot, you do it again, you figure out it's hot, maybe that third mm. time you've uh, you've learned a little lesson there. So it it it's interesting though that as the the oldest and with that gap, that's where your drive kind of comes from. Is that still something that drives you today? Do you feel like you got to prove it to your kids, to your siblings, sorry, that uh, you're still the alpha? Um well, so so when I think about it, um, I don't think like on purpose, but I think like secretly, I'm like, all y'all, I'm going to come up on this jet one day and just land at the address in which mom and dad raised us at. And when I blow the roof off of that house and the fence goes down <laughs> that's next door and the, 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 the neighbor's toys go flying from their kids and maybe their dog even gets whipped up into the air. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe you all will recognize who I am um, and what I was made for. And, you know, so then if we get to this, you know, eight, nine, 10, 10, 11, 12, I still had no place to fit in, right? I fit in right. nowhere. Um, and I wrote about this on my, my social media yesterday. It was like, I'm about to be the oldest I've ever been in my whole life, which I am today too, right? And so are you. And mm-hmm. every, every day. day and still, still it's like, 
I'm, I'm realizing I was just never meant to fit in, but that was really hard at that time, right? Because my brothers were younger than me. They're still significantly all younger than me. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I just, I didn't have that place. And so that inherent will, right. That will that we're talking about where I might have to show people exactly one day when we get up there and I do it anyways, silently, but, um, uh, (laughs) it was always there it was always there. And so then people and friends and peers would say things like, Oh, you're, you're just so stubborn. Or I can remember someone from my dad's side one time saying, um, Oh, well just wait till you have your kids. Like you're, you're going to get all this payback. Right. And I can remember them really being <laughs> like this. And I'm like, whatever. It's true. Yeah, And, and they would true. say that. Um, but that was because, they were doing what they could with what they had and nobody really knew what to do with me. Right. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. knew. I think they tried. I think they tried freaking everything, but, um, but what it really was, was again, and this correlates to where I am at today is those things that people said, they, they were not, um, they were not trying to hurt me. Right. They weren't trying to hold me back. But it was more of like, I took it as a challenge where, okay, so I don't fit anywhere, right? This is really hard. I don't understand. Completely confused. None of you understand. None of you understand why I'm not like anybody else and why I'm having these struggles and things. And, um, and I just, I, I realized as I got older, that, that was really just my soul screaming out to me that I was just made for fucking more. Always, always have been, <laughs> always have been. That's why I never fit in. Now we kind of get an idea of what's driving Brittany. Tell me what your ultimate goal is with uh, what it is you're doing and with, and with one habit that you're working on. Tell me, tell me where you're going. Um, a- apart from, so <laughs> where am I going? I'm going to the moon. Uh, you're go- I'm going to you're the going moon, to the Sam. moon, and you're gonna blow away. Yeah. You're gonna blow away your neighbor's dog. Other than that. <laughs> Other than that, tell tell us the long-term goal here, because uh, I like uh, we were chatting just a little bit before the show, and I, I like the uh, I like the concept of one habit and what you're doing. So let's lean into that just a minute and Love tell it. us so a little let's bit about, talk that. about one yeah. Habit. So one habit. So um, w- one habit started years ago, but wasn't only formed until this year officially. What was going on was over these years through these trials and these times of my life in which I have not divulged to very many people for certain purposes, just that we'll be there. Um, I was doing things that were these one habits that got me through. Ah, okay. Um, they, they were, they were, um, I'm not going to stop. Right. So this one habit of never stopping. And I would say even at times it was most likely detrimental, but that's all I knew. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew was let's just keep going. Because I knew that when I stopped, um, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't right inside of me. Like I could just feel this thing being off and that wasn't right. So, so I never stopped. Right. So then I decided, well, well, what else could I do? What else can I do? And and I was very unhappy, uh, with my physique, um, after multiple pregnancies and my daughters were 25 months apart. right? Right. And so then, so then I thought, oh boy. And there's much deeper, there's much deeper than just what I'm going to say, but I took action and I started to like work out mm-hmm. and I started doing this one habit. I started working out and I was like, I don't really like the fact that I have results because that means that the work that I don't like doing, 
I have to keep doing because it's working. And, and that, that inherent lack of self-belief that even though I was used to always going, I didn't like doing the action that I was doing that was getting me the result though. I just wanted the result, mm-hmm. but I kept going, right. I just kept going. Um, and so then now we've got keeping on going and then we have exercise. And then I discovered food and I was like, I need to do something with my nutrition. Right. So then I started doing this, this one habit when it just came to nutrition, right? And that was just managing my food. And as life went on, I developed a habit on a habit on a habit on a habit. And that is where this, it came to fruition over the years. And really um, after last year and dissolving my first business was one habit really brought to life, okay. right? And realizing, holy hell, this is how I got here today. And so the basis of one habit is look, come to me, come and ask me questions. Let me help you. Um, let me, let me be the person in the corner that's screaming for you. Like I will literally scream for my clients every day and they know. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and each person comes to me in a different way and they all have a different need, except for the simple fact that they need physical freedom. They need assistance in their mental capacity. And no matter what happens, they always receive the gift of spiritual wellness. I love that. I love that. Now, so you said a couple of interesting things there. That one habit had formed over the case of uh, many, many years. And two, that you had uh, another business that you shut down. And the the purpose of this podcast is really, really why I started it was as I started talking to and engaging with entrepreneurs uh, both locally and on a, on a more national level, I realized that everybody's had failures before they get to success on that look on your face. <laughs> oh, baby. So let's talk about the time that Brittany got it wrong. Uh, tell me then, I mean, the question is rather, it's rather uh, vague and open-ended. What I wrote down was what was your biggest failure and how did you manage to keep moving forward from it? But uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about your old business and, uh, and what went right and then, uh, then what went wrong. Okay, so one thing that I'm still developing today, right? Mm-hmm. And this is partially because uh, because I have this inherent desire to serve and to lean in and check on my people, mm-hmm. right? And you heard me in the beginning say, I really don't give a damn if you're my client. If I believe that I have feeling that call in my spirit to talk with you that day, as long as I act, which I'm pretty good at on it. Um, my obedience is not too bad there. <laughs> uh, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna hear from me. Well, with my clients, um, they become like family. Of course. Yeah. Right. I love them. I let them into my life. I, I live in their life on a day-to-day basis. We learn to build trust. Um, but last year, uh, Body by Bezel was how this that brand started last year, and uh, boundaries became an issue. Okay, not because not because people wanted to um, be overbearing on me, right? I mean, they paid me, they invested in themselves. There was a service being pro- provided for them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but, but I, I cared so much and I wanted to make sure that I was always there for them so that even if it was like 1030 and I was exhausted and like, it was probably past the time in which I should have been responding to someone, they knew that if they messaged me and they had a need or they just wanted to say something, I would do that. But that also means I lost um, control of my days sometimes. Like I lost control. Uh, I felt a little bit lack of focus sometimes because every time that their notification would come in, I can see it on my Mac and I can see it, you know, yeah, I can yeah. see it on this device here. And it's like, uh oh. And so I would respond. So a couple of things um, need to set boundaries for protection of energy, self-preservation, the ability to focus on the task at hand to grow and serve them, even though they need me right there and then. So today, um, I'm I'm still growing and learning, Mm -hmm. right? This is something that you have to be self-observant. You have to have accountability to self. You have to understand that um, you have to be able to see what their need is and determine is it urgent or is like emergent right <laughs> are we in an emergent state yeah. or are we just in like an urgent state and so you know um working on that because also if i'm with my children or i have set that block out for my kids they really don't like that i would be uh diverting my energy when i set it out for them it's funny that you mentioned that because i come across a lot of entrepreneurs that struggle with this exact same thing and they think that by pouring themselves relentlessly into their business and into their clients they'll get better results but um it's actually counterintuitive the more i invest in myself the more i'm able to give to my clients and just mm-hmm. it's being able to protect that time, I can understand why it would have uh, it would have been so draining on you. So if uh, yeah, if you're listening to Brittany, yes. you'll protect your time. Make sure you can focus on the, the shit you got to focus on, man. Sorry, continue. <laughs> that would be one, right? That's one thing. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see what what else. Um, learning to make sure that I have client testimonials. Oh, that's that's right? huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. So it was like, I knew it, but I was just almost like waiting for them to just like tell Mm -hmm. me. You got to go ask. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I just say that because I have these moments and I'm like, like I'm helping you change your life. I can't ask you for a testimonial. Get with it, Brittany. Like, so, (laughs) so today, Today, uh, when we do check-ins and then I talk to them and I say, all right, and now this is a thing, um, uh, you're not required. I would really appreciate a synopsis of how you feel. Mm -hmm. What are you getting out of this week? What are your victories, right? Like I am asking them to basically give me, um, it's not even like the result, but because I believe in what my brand is and I believe in what I bring to them and what God sees fit for each individual and I rise to their need as long as I'm able, if not, I connect them to mm-hmm. where they need to be, yeah. by the way. Uh, I, I'm going to get into that too. But, um, cause like you can't fix everything for everybody. Okay. That's just a side note. Yeah. I understand that for sure. Right. Yeah. But, but see, I don't think I ever always understood that either. Right. So I, I, I'm not even going to get into where I think that comes from. I know. Um, all, all but, we can do right, is, what, all we can do is guide and teach and coach and, yeah. consult yeah. my job I love my that, job dude. is more counseling than anything 
um, you know, it's really digging into to what's affecting the people because you can't fix the business until you fix the the people behind it. Mm. And we we, mm -mm. we often lose. Wow. <laughs> so it's just so profound. You you can't if if the, even if the business is like doing great, but the person is mm -hmm. limited in any way, shape, or form, it limits everything. But that's just not an easy undoing if that human has gotten there over years of time. Right? Was it trauma? Was it death? Mm -hmm. Was it abuse? Was it drug? abuse for fuck's sake i don't know how they got to where they are today but something is still there yeah my story my story contains uh alcohol and a lot of it and so now a lot of the the clients that i that i counsel um they're coming out of alcohol or they're trying to get the sobriety or they're trying to get their foot on that ladder and i can help walk them through that but um you know the business side of this stuff it's only really about 25 percent of their life and if the other 75 percent mm. of life isn't in line you can't do a thing about the business and so all of a sudden i'm some kind of new age wellness coach telling people to be grateful for stuff and write stuff down when in reality you can have the best business in the world but if you're out of shape you're not going to be able to run it if your mind's fucked up you're not going to be able to run it if you're a raging alcoholic you're not going to be able to run it and so finding out what makes people tick and doing the kind of stuff you do and uh, the health and fitness and the wellness is just essential for any any entrepreneur so <laughs> that's a true story right there you are dropping a truth bomb right now i, I need one of them little buttons um, i need one of the little buttons that makes a bomb sound <laughs> yeah mic drop makes a, so then so that's yeah. what i did right so i can't fix everything for everybody um what was I saying? I said that um, the time, the boundaries. Yeah, we're talking about the failure of the, the, the previous business. Okay, and... so so that was an issue. That was an issue, was protecting my time. Um, and then uh, understanding that you can't fix everything. Uh, and last year, I didn't have as many resources as far as people, individuals, services, uh, supplementations, um, just in general, right? And so this year, I have uh, a huge resource for my people. Uh and we work congruently together on their health. This is a big deal. Um, if any of you do not know who this person is, the person that I work with together in business and we do work congruently on um, uh, on clients, if you will know, his name is Dr. Matt Chalmers. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he's in our Apex group. So uh, he's a huge resource and a huge person um, for health and wellness when it comes to my clients. That's a big win. That's people. a big win to be working, so working together with him. Oh yeah, for sure. God. Yeah, it's a really, really big deal. Last year, it just, I knew that there was a need. Um, women with PCOS, men with, men with, uh, um, sometimes men have, you know, breasts almost that are just, it's, it's not like a peck and mm -hmm. it's more fatty tissue and that all comes from from hormonal, or you have women that are having excess face hair or missing periods, or um, uh, you start to notice uh, older women or, or older men or clients, and they get into this, you know, upper 50s, uh, there's a need for testosterone testing, we need to know, even women my age, by the way, uh, all of these things, I, I, I really just, oh my god, like, my heart ached, as I leaned in last year, and I thought, okay, there are things I can do. There are things I can learn. There are topics that I can educate you on. But I also knew in my heart um, that, that uh, right, I'm very intentional in my relationships. I want to preface this whole thing, very intentional. This was not an overnight thing. This has been a period of time of intentional value driven showing the fuck up yes. to make this happen 
for my people. This isn't just like, oh, I did this in a year. No. Okay. This this no. didn't happen. I didn't spend too much. No. Like when I met that person, I thought, okay, I'm I'm gonna t- I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna pray my ass off. I'm gonna work really, really hard. I'm gonna show up with value. I'm gonna do everything that I can because number one, um, I knew that there were resources out there that if I didn't figure out no matter where Body by Bizelle went to bring into my life for these people, I was failing them. I was not getting them and providing them the opportunity. Then if they don't take it, that's on them. Right. But I know then that I'm giving them more opportunity to grow and lean in. I just did not have that all of the way last year officially. This year, I'm like, yo, <laughs> yes, now it's come to fruition. Praise God. I've been working my tail off. And it's been great for me when I'm learning so much. I'm growing, right? We have people that are getting their blood tests done. We're getting people that are getting help internally, right? We're getting rid of parasites. We're doing all sorts of amazing hormonal things for our clients, uh, rehabbing people that are just broken and busted. Man, I love it. My brain is on fire right now. <laughs> so that's, that's, I mean, that's obviously come from somewhere. And um, I love interviewing guys like you that are um, living their dreams. Um, you seem to get joy the same way I do by, uh, helping other people and helping them revel in joy. So I got to ask you this, who's been your biggest influence or your biggest couple of influences along this journey? Cause it takes a long time to become an overnight success. So <laughs> over the course of the journey, yeah. what's, what's been your biggest influence? Well, um, biggest influence personally in my life to get me to where I am today was my grandfather. Mm -hmm. Um, that was my best friend in the whole wide world. Um, he was really sick when I was born. We were in the hospital at the same time. And after I was born, um, they brought me down to him and, uh, he held me for the first time. And Oh God, if I could be a fly on the wall to think, of what he felt. Um, There's some photos of it. And he knew then that he wanted to live. He knew that there was more purpose in his life. And I can remember one time I sat with my grandpa and he would always say, Brittany Lynn, it's your grandfather. And I can hear it in my mind. I can see his face. And he said, one day we were talking to someone, I think we might've been on the golf course or maybe at church. And it was so profound. He said that I saved his life. And I was like, wait, I mean, I I didn't feel like I deserved that type of, that type of badge. Like I was like, grandpa, I mean, I called him out. I was like, gramps, um, did you just say that? And he was like, yeah. And he was, he was, he was tearing up. He was blowing his nose. And I, the truth is, is my grandpa saved my life. He saved my life. He taught me everything I know. Um, taught me a lot about God, uh, about people, about service. Um, and he would hold my hand through all of the things that I went through in my entire existence. Right. I'm not talking about my parents and saying they didn't do good for me, Mm -hmm. but this man, I don't believe ever judged me. Um, matter of fact, when my life was really fucked up, he showed up 
he showed up. It didn't matter to him. I was always his and he was always mine. And um, I love him so much. I love him so much. He changed my life. That's so deep. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, it's, it's not a everyday experience that, that kids get to have that kind of relationship with their grandparents. So I am, for one, super glad that he hung around to raise you. And two, I'm super glad that, you know, when people get to a certain age, they don't have a lot going on anymore. And maybe just putting a little baby Brittany in his arms gave him a reason to keep going. So, yeah, thank you. I'll tell you, Thank man, you for that, sharing that. that. Was a, thank you. You're welcome. So that's one. Um, that's one of them. Um, and then really, uh, as far as inspiration, I don't quite frankly, I'm not really sure. Um, I just, I just kind of just made my way through life. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, we didn't really talk about, we didn't really talk about who we looked up to. My grandma also, I mean, my grandma was super dope, amazing woman. Mm -hmm. Like, man, you know, shit, you know, these people in these different generations, like, you know, I mean, I just can't, can't fathom. Um, so, but of course, like my mother inspires me in different ways. But when I, when I think about growing up, I didn't really have anybody that I thought of after even like into my high school years, I wasn't like looking at anybody thinking, Oh, you inspire me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I, <laughs> I really didn't. I, I get it. And that segues me really well into my next question. Cause um, you know, the inspiration coming from, coming from a strong man, like your grandfather, what does, I mean, that's obviously left an impression on you and an imprint, but what does success now mean to Brittany? Which, when will you look back and sit on your chair and go, you know what, I'm successful? What does that look like to you? When I throne, when I sit on my throne, hello, everyone. It is Queen B. I am looking at all of the things that have happened in my life. I'm feeling fucking fantastic. Um, <laughs> I think of it like, it's almost like summoning up the energy uh -huh. let's go um wow what will success look like man uh well i have two daughters mm -hmm. uh, i would like for them to um understand that they are enough in the way that god made them but that they have tons of potential and that they're exercising and that they're, they're leaning in and they're standing in this beautiful, lovely feminine and also masculine energy that moves their life, that moves the areas and the people around them without them having to do a fucking thing except show up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's just be really clear because like their mother, they both have this amazing, fantastic energy. And I, I, I say that with humility, but I mean, the truth is, it's like, Hey, you know, um, God gives you gifts. So whatever their gifts are, right. Like I would love to see them just pursue those doing everything that they love. Um, success would mean, um, having an open relationship with them where they trust me, uh, but that they also have other people that they lean on, mm -hmm. right. You can't do this thing alone. So I don't always want to be that person, but I would like to be it sometimes. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and success, I would say, um, uh, I would like to be able to, um, well, I don't know about the last time I clocked in. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
I, I want whoever is listening to understand that that's not a bad thing if you're clocking in. That's okay. That means that means you were woke up today, right? There's still something out there for you. I don't. I, I'm still learning all of that for myself. I mean, because life is a journey. We we learn every day, and um, but but I I don't want to really be like clocking in as much. Mm-hmm. As I'm just like showing but up. We, you and I, I think are in a in a similar trajectory because we we both do what we want for a living. Uh, we both do what we love for a living. We both have to show up and work every day, but it's not really work, is it? I mean, it's fun and not necessarily. Um, you know, it's not. But it is. But one of the things, yeah. one of the things I want to lean on real quick about your definition of success for everybody listening, there was no monetary value attached to that. Success is a way of life. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of being. There's no money involved in being successful. It's being happy with what you've got and having a goal to work for that you're content to work against. So, uh, well, I mean, I feel I feel like this is something I have to learn though, right? Because I am a single parent. I am a single parent. I bust my ass to provide a lifestyle for my children that I'm not where I want to be. But I know, like I told you, remember, I'm going to show up and I'm going to blow the freaking fence out of the water. These people better recognize. So this is the thing, like. The thing that I like when I think about money is, is that like we grew up with a great life. Mm-hmm. Like we had everything we needed, yeah. but, um, but there was never, we, we didn't learn about, we didn't learn about like wealth, right. And, and financial. Oh, wealth. Yeah. So I'm learning about that at this age and that's challenging, right? Because we have beliefs that have been set mm-hmm. through our lives for a long time. Also leading up to this point in my life, I was in a a, a thing. Um, I went through something for a long period of time that did not help my um, my vision on money. Mm-hmm. Right? It didn't help me feel abundant in the financial department of my life. Um, and so, so now today, what I think about when I think about financial freedom, I do think about uh, being able to 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 help the people that need help. Like I look at, I want it to be able to have it as a tool of course. to one, like live a lifestyle that I would like and have freedom to provide, but, but, but be able to provide other people something that they've never had. Right. Like I could only imagine, and people have done that for me sometimes. Um, but I'm also using it now in my life to say, okay, so I want to do a, um, I need this much of B and what can I do here in C so that I can do a, because I have enough of B. I love it. And, and yeah. And so I do like little micro trips, micro travels. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take the girls on a micro trip this summer. It'll be so much fun. And we're going to show them, I'm going to show them that even in this stage of my life that is being rebuilt, that mom is, I mean, there's times where I still supplement my income and I have multiple forms of revenue, right? All y'all look, we're running on almost five forms of revenue as a single parent. Isn't that great? If you would have asked me, if you would have asked me, my God, I would have never realized the ability to connect, Mm -hmm. the ability to grow, everything matters. Oh yeah. Right. So, but, but when I think about finances, even if I was making this much money over here today, if I wasn't at least satisfied, but still hungry. If I wasn't learning to appreciate walking in the quiet and listening to my own footsteps and laying in my bed with my 20 pound weighted blanket and making my own dang coffee in the mornings and all those things, which I'm still learning some of that, right? Cause I'm like a horse inside of a, inside of a stalk. I'm just ready, right? You just want to like let loose. But, 
but pacing and only just enough so that I, I appreciate what I have. Cause if I get there and I didn't understand here and find depth truly with, with, with faith that my life is still abundant now, no matter what a bank account says, no matter what anybody's fucking opinion is of me, especially if a hater, if they're, if they're saying bad things about you, everybody, if they're saying good, better, and different, the truth is you still win. And it's an abundant because they're probably thousands of miles away from me saying things about you. And you didn't even see them in person. <laughs> Thank you. Winning, right? Abundance. And so again, but I, I bring that back to, it wouldn't be enough. Even if it was enough and more than enough, it wouldn't be enough if I didn't have to go through these points in my life to get there. Mm -hmm. Because because if I didn't have it here, just because I have a number here, it's still not enough. And then you just get you chase this circular pattern of being dissatisfied and dysfunctional and a scarce mindset with finances. And who the fuck wants to live like that? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I cannot give specifics about what I have endured prior to this phone call when it comes to certain things in my mm -hmm. life right now. But financial abundance was not attached to that period of my life and that period of mindset that I had. So know that. It is truly amazing what happens in the financial side of life when you understand those rules of money and you play the game by the rules. Um, I was guilty for the longest time of just out earning my bad cash flow management and I could do it, but it's really, wow. really difficult. You got to make a whole. You got to make a whole lot of money to out earn, out earn bad cash flow. And in reality, you can't do it. It will always catch up with you. So, since I started obeying the rules of money and playing by those rules, uh, my uh, my cash situation has got a hell of a lot more comfortable. So, uh, I'm sure yours has. Awesome. Sure, yours has too. Um, so, let's get back to um this interview so where, where do we leave off oh we've done biggest influences i want to know i want to know about britney's uh bookshelf i want to know about britney's bookshelf what are you reading right now yeah because there's a whole well what what just a minute now here the interesting thing is you, you can't see maybe you can right here there's about 10 books there's a whole nother thing over there on this other table we've got probably 15 books <laughs> um there's some on the back of my toilet in my bathroom. I keep like specifics because I, I, I um, spent a lot of time in there just um, not doing anything really specifically, but just standing in the quiet. It's weird because I have two kids, right? And so I'm like, okay, you know what? I can come in here. I can close the door. I can just really like, just, it's like a peaceful area. It's very clean. It's very like, yeah separated from the rest of the house. Like specifically, like the only way to get to that place is that enter my bedroom right you, you right. may not always just enter my bedroom freely i i would never try but <laughs> no <laughs> oh shit no but i didn't <laughs> well i know my children but hey 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 look this is the thing i mean life is life is good and this is hilarious <laughs> like my ass up. let me look and see what books do you want to know Right? Because I, got some really one. I I was just trying to see what's going on in your head. Um, I've got a few on my desk. Um, I've got the uh, the un I'm listening. I've got the unfuck your business book uh, by Tom. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm on my third go through that. Uh, I've got Limitless by Jim Quick for my second time of reading, and then I've got your next five moves by Patrick Bet David. I'm almost all the way through that one. And um, for me, reading is 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 difficult to read like. 
all of the book at once. I like to dip in, I'll take a few chapters, make a few notes, then I'll jump books and I'll change subjects, take a few notes, read a few chapters there, and I go back and forth until I finish them. And I find I get more out of books if I break them into, you know, 15 and 20 minute sections and then write some notes on them. Um, but anyway, what are you, uh, what are you looking at? What are you reading these days? Oh, um, well, I'm doing a couple of things. Uh, the Esther anointing is something that I'm listening to on my phone. <clears throat> uh, it, it is, uh, it is not your typical look on Esther, right? A lot of people like think Esther was a huge love story. I don't really want to get into all of the specifics, right? But what, um, what this is about is a different perspective, um, on Esther and what she went through in her life and really becoming a woman of prayer of power, um, I have a lot of like very alpha energy. And so even though that's very effective in many ways, it can also cross over. Um, like sometimes um, uh, it just, it's just very powerful. Right. And so I'm working on um, working on becoming this amazing woman. That's even greater than the woman that I am today. Very intentionally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that. Um, this is a, memory book it's called use your head how to unleash the power of your mind Ooh, I like the this look is of that. a memory book about um like here like world memory championships uh core memory principles uh why is memory training good oh models of the perception so we've got eye brain and camera there's like a whole thing about so that's a good so one who's that use your head who's that by tony buzan okay so if i put that on my list too all right, give me one more. Dramatically improve every aspect of your brain power. Give me one more book, and then we got to get moving because I got more questions for you. Believe it or not. Okay, the other book that I would say would um, be a book called um, "It's Not Supposed to Be This Way." Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's it's another. Um, I got. I don't, I don't want to say like it's a Christian book, but it's a woman who who uh, who also um, who's been through so much in her life. Right. And at one point in time, she just thought, look like God, I I don't know if I'm being smited. I don't really know what the hell is going on in my life. Like I've loved you. I've been obedient. All these things have happened and, and, um, and, and this isn't right. And so she went through tons of tons of shit and, um, learned all of these amazing lessons. And I love that book. Uh, she's an amazing artist or amazing author like Lisa Turkhurst Mm -hmm. is who she is. Um, she wrote unglued and also uninvited. Um, made to crave, which uh, for any of you who struggle with eating and weight loss, um, made to crave would be an amazing book for you to read. And it's also um, got a journal that goes with it. That's too cool. Well, I appreciate your recommendations. I always like to be surrounding myself with good books and, and people that read them are a great source of, uh, of recommendations. I've got just a few more questions for you, uh, a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, well, and I would just like to say one more book. Actually, I'm sorry, it just came over me. No, I have to no, say it. This is more off, for a man. Cut her off. Cut her off. No, go on. No. <laughs> All right, what, what yeah, you got? The, the book. Um, I can't think of the name of the book. Um, but it was written by uh, General Mad Dog Mattis, and uh, he wrote this book. And it's really interesting because he talks a lot about limited perspectives. And so people have asked him, um, like, how did you know all of these things were going to happen? He was like, well, I just looked at patterns and studied history because I'm limited in my experience. So why wouldn't I study the people that came before me um, that had all of these uh, great experiences and success and downfalls to make my plan even better? Google tells me that was probably call sign chaos. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Great book, everybody. Uh, um, just on leadership, on yes. understanding prior patterns, um, and just basically brute savagery. Like if you are anything or need any savage in your life, um, one, talk to me, two, there's a lot of savage in that book. Talking of which, what is your nickname? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay, so there's a couple of really great nicknames. So people call me coach, right? People call me very, only like two people call me the letter B. B, there's only two people in my life, call me that. Um, I am mom, mommy, mom, like that. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> that's funny, isn't it? It's, it's, oh, fun. it's funny. Woo! It's funny because I'm going to name just like that. It goes, Dad. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, ah. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, but what has really happened over the course of the years is that I have developed a few names, one being um, the Little Lady Savage. Uh, I have been called a savage, a brute savage for a while. Um, and so at the gym, I, I, over the years, I've just been going in there, just tearing it up, right? Just savagely, like doing my thing. And sometimes I'm just calm as hell, but I'm like, like, if you walk past, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> You know, get a pen and a pad and take a note, man. Like, because we're about to unleash the shit right for, here. This is going to be For great. those that can't see, she's absolutely mean mugging the camera right now. So. I am. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a little, I'm but, a little bit scared. And then um, this is hilarious. This is like one of my most favorite things I've done lately is talk to you about this well, stuff. thank you. And then the other thing that they call me is the beast. The beast mode, beast. Um, I was in a clubhouse uh, at the beginning of the year, and it was the most hilarious, most hilarious, best clubhouse I've ever been in as far as like laughing and hysterics. I don't know if you were in there for that one for New Year's. However, um, I received I, I received the name beast and um, beast mode, and so when I go and get coffees, if I drive to the local coffee shop, um, they write. They already know. They don't just write one name, and sometimes they don't only write two. Some they'll, they'll write usually. Uh, little lady savage um beast and then queen b the letter b so i have multiple nicknames i earned them all i can i can see why it's it's honestly it's like interviewing one of those little rubber balls that just bounces around everywhere you've so much energy i love it it's been one of my favorite interviews just a couple more questions and then we'll let you go um okay. two things one for the entrepreneurs and one for the general public so we'll go with the general public first if the general public, as, as, as you being this uh, trainer and, and coach, if the general public, people could change one thing right now, just one easy thing to be in better shape, just the simplest, something they could do every day, one habit to be in better shape, what would it be? The very first place that I always start people with there's a couple of things, and I'm not going to give you just one. That's not how I do it. One. One habit <laughs> right? becomes three. One. It does. but And, and, and exactly. And exactly. And sometimes uh -huh. they only take just a short bit of time. It feels like fucking forever, but you're crushing it, and you're ready before you know it. Um, One is walk. Walk and just walk. Don't. We're not reinventing the wheel. Mm -hmm. The wheel is still a circle. It still moves the car from then till today, just like your legs don't need to have massive quads or huge calves, and you don't need to have 20 toes just to walk. You have everything that you need right now. Like You don't need extra. You don't need any less is what I'm saying to you. There's no reinvention of that. 
Your legs were meant to be mobile. Walk. That's the first thing. I'm scared. Right? Cardiovascular. <laughs> but it's true. Cardiovascular, right? Bone and joint health, circulation, memory, cognitive function, right? All of these things are great. Longevity of life. Mm-hmm. Longevity of life. 10,000 steps a day. Okay, everybody? That takes you about like an hour, maybe 10. Split it up, right? You know, 35 here, 35 there. Job done. Get it in the morning, get it in the evening. All right? Drink lots of water. Drink at least half of your body weight in ounces of water a day. Start there. Again, like put flavoring in it. It does not matter to me, but just drink the water, right? Um, Those would be two really easy, free, and effective tools for you to start doing today, like right now. I love that. I hope you're inspired. These people should feel the push right now from this conversation. I hope so. I hope so, because you are inspiring me to keep drinking water and keep going for walks. Um, two things I try to do every single day. I get more thinking done on walks. I get more quiet time in my head. Sometimes I'll take in podcasts, but um, I like just. Do you sometimes not though? Do you just walk with oh, nothing yeah, in your yeah, ears? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, it it allows me it allows me a little bit of time inside of the space that's in my head. Um, and you know you're you're moving and you got your blood flowing. You're thinking about stuff and yeah, I can't can't recommend walking enough. I went this morning and it was raining. And uh, I just decided I was going to get oh, wet. <laughs> well, and I would just say too about that walking. Um, when we talk about mental capacity, the space between when something happens to you and you have a reaction, if you have not intentionally created that peace in your mind from the walking, right? Like you said, it gets you in this place in your brain where it's clear. And so then if something happens unexpected, like maybe your kid, you know, your kids get into an argument or maybe, you know, a client just drops off or maybe something happens. You're like, Oh no. Mm -hmm. Like you, you don't instantaneously react. Like you have a space in your mind where, because we always feel first. So emotion kicks in before logic, but the more that you create that space every day, you're more cognizant to say, Whoa, you have the mental capacity. Capacity is space that's empty, that can be full, right? You can take it and and let it be an open area where you don't have to just react from feeling, but logic has its place in your mind. I completely agree. Wow. Okay, sorry, like, we're good now. Like, you are pretty wisdomous. Pretty, pretty wisdomous, Brittany. All right, last question, and then we're gonna let you go. Because this has been, honestly, this has been a blast. Um, one last question. I ask this of all of my guests. You are an entrepreneur. You're self-employed. You take care of your own bills. Uh, there's a lot of people listen that are in a similar ilk that might be just a few steps behind you. If you could reach back and give one piece of advice to an entrepreneur about life and entrepreneurship, what would it be? You know, um, other than parenting, this journey has probably been one of the hardest things I have ever embarked on in my entire life. And I'm only saying that to tell you because um, you need to know that like, I'm still here doing it, okay? This is coming from someone who has been through mass amounts of death, tons of financial adversity. I've had pregnancy loss. I have been through emotional torrent. I have been through so much in my tiny little life, right? Mm that I know that you are listening to me and you are understanding that, holy crap, I have those things in my life too. And they hurt and they're scary. But years later, I didn't know how, I didn't know how anything, I just kept doing, I kept showing up. I, you, you have to show up, 
You have to show up and your self-belief, you're not going to believe in yourself most likely because this will be something you will have never been done before. So one, think about what you have to offer people. Two, how can you serve others? And eventually it begins to monetize as you intentionally show up. But know that even in the showing up for a while, you won't believe in yourself. It only comes after the hard work. Self-belief will come later. But if you just show up, don't bend on that core value in your life because it will change everything for you. You will see. You will see how capable you are after years of leaning in and, and, um, and, just, and just know that you're able, know that you're capable, know that it's going to be really, really hard. But I never knew about entrepreneurship really until I just, it just happened for me one day and I, I'm so glad I did it, right? Like it changed my life, my kids' lives forever. And even so today, you know, that, that self-belief, that self-worthiness sometimes comes after the hard work has been put in. And I don't mean two days. I love that. You're going to get told no a lot. You're going to get told no a lot. No does not mean never. Mm. It means not right now. Right. Like if it just because you got deterred, that doesn't mean you got complete denial. Absolutely. You, you don't, don't accept that. It, don't accept. If that. I had a bomb button, I'd be pressing the, the sound effect right now. Cause that, <laughs> that last, that last two minutes of, of, of stuff, that was some real shit. So like, thank you. And you're right. Uh, the self-belief is never there and it wasn't there for me until it started to happen and eventually hey here we are but uh, uh you know people see i see you on instagram i see you on facebook and you look like you've got all of your shit together and here you are just laying it out that we're, we're all the same so man a massive thank you for coming on today Brittany. before i let you go please 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 tell the listeners where they can find you where they can follow you how they can connect with you on social media yeah, it's super simple, right? I, I think beauty and simplicity belong together. So um, one, find me on Facebook. First name, Brittany. Last name, Zell. Z-E-L-L. Instagram, B-Z-E-L-L-8-6. Um, you can directly message me, right? Message me and reach out. Friend me. Find out what it is that you like the most about me and then see what I can do to help you. Right. And, and look at your life and think, okay, where are some of the synergistic things? Then we'll talk. It's going to be great. Um, and that's, that's the easiest way to find me. I can send you the links to, I have yes. a blog that I write on. Um, I would like any of their emails. If they would like to get together, send me your email. I'll put you on the blog list. It's an amazing thing. We'll speak life and love and encouragement into you. We'll make you think out of the box. I'm not trying to sell you anything. We'll put, I'm just trying to deal you. I'm just trying to deal you some hope. I'd probably buy it. We would put all of your links into the show notes, my dear. Okay. One of sure one of my it. one of my top one of my favorite interviews that we've done so far in the Small Business Surgeon. Uh, it's been my pleasure yeah. to have you here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Brittany Zell, uh, go check out her <laughs> stuff. Check her out online and be yes. sure and uh, check you. her out in the show notes. Thank you, Brittany, and uh, thank you as always, guys, for listening. Uh, do me a favor if you've liked this show, go ahead hit sub subscribe, uh, screenshot it, post it in your stories, tag me, tag Brittany, and. Uh, we will see you all yes. next uh, this next Friday for this next episode of Friday Fire. Brittany, thank you once again, my dear. I appreciate you. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you made it this far, you clearly liked it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. 
Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Oh, yeah.